So we're all going to have Derek's cherry except for the one it was offered to. Welcome, everybody, to the Geekscape Games podcast. This is level four, Bayonetta Overdrive, 2K15. This is our special extra spooky edition of the Geekscape Games podcast. We're all huddled around our little campfire, roasting marshmallows, telling spooky stories in our Halloween costumes. I'm, <laughs> I am Shane O'Hare, and I am wearing one of the gamer's worst nightmare. I'm dressed as a dead pixel in my monitor. So be scared. And uh, with me, to my immediate right, I have the... Ever-elusive uh, Derek Cranor. Ever-elusive Derek. Uh, you were MIA. I have returned, uh, returned. back to the land of the uh, the Geekscape. And uh, I... You don't sound too thrilled to be back. You sound pretty... I hate you all, actually. So <laughs> it's uh, this is my last week as well. So. You're resigning. You're going to go work at Nerdist. <laughs> Nerdist, Nerdist <laughs> called me up. So, um, I am dressed in my uh, best uh, empty Doritos bag costume. <laughs> <laughs> so if I get a little bit crinkly, I apologize. But you know, it's for uh, it's for the good of Halloween. So, are you Cool Ranch or Extreme Nacho? Just, just original. Just oh. original. It was it was a tough choice of which costume to put on because I own both of them. But <laughs> I, you know, I decided to go with the original tonight. <laughs> All right, moving around the campfire. Who's that over there in the shadows? It looks like it might be Josh Jackson. Is that you? Oh my God, yes, it's me. And <laughs> for this extra spooky edition of our Geekscape podcast, I am dressed as Missing No after he's been put into the PC. No! <laughs> no, my Pokemons. <laughs> Pokemon. And circling back around, last but obviously not the least, the one and only Juan Carlos. <laughs> Hi, for this extra scary, spooky edition of the Geekscape podcast, I am dressed as Sexy Iwata, which <laughs> which is not much. It's just the top button of his shirt undone. But if somebody tries to touch me on my ass, I have to turn around and say, no, 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 you cannot. Please understand. <laughs> so by Sexy Iwata, do you mean just Iwata? <laughs> yeah, isn't he, isn't he always sexy? Ooh. Hey, you know what? Like, you know it's what? 2014... Yeah. I can't judge, uh, but you know you can have your own probably attraction to Awada. I know he's he's a special place in all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. So and my spo- pants. <laughs> <laughs> so spookiness aside, uh, we are going to go down some fantastic news from last week. Um, on the top of our list, the Xbox One has been dropped, cut in price for the holidays. Uh, it is now down to three forty nine, three fifty. Uh, is that uh, the same in Canada, or is that U.S. only? There, Derek. Uh, I believe that is actually the same in Canada. The the when the uh, exchange rate changed vastly, the PS4 pricing changed in Canada, so the PS4 is more expensive here now. But than it was at launch, but the Xbox pricing has remained the same. So uh, I I haven't actually seen advertisements for this uh, holiday price drop, but I think it will be Canada as well. Okay, okay. Uh, so, uh, what's the exchange rate on the Canadian dollar? Is it better it's, to buy it, an Xbox over there and then import it? I don't know. It's like ten. It's like a ten or ten to twelve percent difference right now <laughs> from the US dollar. So, is All it right. worth it to drive down to like Seattle or something to pick it up? Yeah, but I think then I think you have to stay in the US 
a certain amount of time to be able to spend more than a couple hundred bucks. Otherwise, you get like charged a bunch. Ooh, import tax problem. Yeah, so it's, I don't this, think... This I is think no longer it, a gaming podcast. This is a financial advice podcast. Geekscape Finances. So yeah, I think you, it doesn't make sense. The exchange rate's not that vast that, you know, that it'll... That it would make sense. Though games are more expensive here now. Like, games are $69.99. Ooh. Um, so that sucks. Well, that'll give you mm-hmm. more of an excuse to come down here for Kamikaze and you could stay with us long enough to... Yeah, I'm gonna get on a plane right now. Because it's oh tomorrow. <laughs> Oh my god, it sucks. I I had to cancel my trip a couple of weeks ago. I had to like refund my plane ticket. I was so so hella hype for Kamikaze this I, weekend. Kamikaze was so much fun. It was so much fun. Like and in then, ways like like San Diego is incredible, but in ways like Kamikaze, just because it it's still huge, but it's on so much of a smaller scale that you can actually like walk around and not feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and not be shoulder yeah. shoulder with everyone and actually like. You know, yeah. if you see a creator or you see someone, so that as far as the Xbox is, you appreciate you actually have an opportunity to talk to them rather than like you know yeah. waiting in line for four hours for nothing or, or whatever. And then Laurie's Carvery every day—that <laughs> was the highlight. Like they had such good roast beef. I've I've never had so much roast beef before than Kamikaze Expo before or after. I haven't had roast beef since because it's ruined for me now. So. <laughs> You don't want to spoil it with any other roast exactly. beef aside from exactly. kamikaze roast beef. I actually had roast a... beef last night, but it was not Lori's quality. Uh, now, uh, Juan and Josh, you guys are in the greater LA area. Are you planning on heading over to kamikaze at all? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be there all weekend. Oh, Sadly, right. I have responsibilities and jobs, so I can't be there tomorrow, but I'll mm. be there in spirit a couple blocks away, too. It's terrible. <laughs> I'll be heading down there after my meeting. So the kids have the day off tomorrow because the district planned it that way, I guess, for to avoid any problems with Halloween costumes or whatnot. But uh, I get off around <laughs> 3 o'clock, and uh, I'm going to be driving to L.A. from Irvine. So I should get there around 5 to see our fearless leader, Jonathan London, host the Geekscape panel discussion at 6 o'clock. Um, so hopefully I can make it there in time because I would love to see that. That's yeah. in uh, that's in room three oh six A B in case you're going. So yeah. six o'clock on Friday. Uh like Chris Gore is guesting on there and then there'll be a few other people. Christopher Daniels as well. from uh, TNA. Oh yeah, yes. that's exactly why I wanted to make it, but uh jobs mm. and such. Whatever. Any any Geekscape games listeners, if you can make it to that panel and ask Jonathan what his most hype gaming experience <laughs> is. Use that word hype. Use hype, hype specifically. Is the key word there. Hype is the keyword. We should just start like a hype counter on this podcast. And yes, like, they, give, yes. A, give a prize to the person who can guess the well, amount of times the, uh, we're going to say hype throughout the show. Exclusive Super Action Man print that's going to be available at the Geekscape booth at Kamikaze. It's so hype. hype! It's so it's hype. hype! Hella hype! <laughs> so that'll be available at like booth. It's booth like one 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 zero. Yeah, and they're very. It's very cool because Super Super Action Man's coming back finally. Yeah, it's got picked up by uh, Lime Forge. Yes. So that's, I'm hyped for that. We're all hype. Super hype. You have no idea. You know what we should, am. I'm so hyped that we should probably start talking about video games because uh, <laughs> this is what the podcast is about. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. I was just going to say, oh. Shane and Juan, you're the only one, you're the only two of us who don't have the Xbox One yet. Do Does the price drop uh, kind of sway you guys at all? Uh, I'll let you go first, Juan. Uh, I, I, I'd be hard, you know. I'd be lying if I said it didn't. I mean, what was it last year? It was like four ninety nine, 
and there was no way that I was going to pick it up at that price. I went for, you know, I just bought games for my Wii U, but at 349 Sunset Overdrive bundle, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. So, uh, and especially since you have Call of Duty coming out, the Halo, uh, Mas- uh, Master Chief Edition. I'm so excited for Halo because uh, yeah. I've never played Halo. Like, whoa, really? I played it like a few, whoa, I played it whoa. like, wait, let's stop everything years. right now. Derek, Back the fuck up. Yeah, like, yeah. I've played it like a little bit of like split screen when I was at friends' houses like way back in the day, but never like I've never played through a single Halo campaign or what? anything like that. I know, so I'm so excited to be able to do that for the first time. You've never done multiplayer on original Halo with you know, just with bazookas? No. And the warthogs, no? <laughs> oh, no. oh wow. What podcast I was a is this again? I lived a sheltered life. I I, I don't know what I, to say. I can't this even. Podcast right now. is over. I'm not hyped. <laughs> I can't even. So many memories. Like, well, for me, I played it on the PC. Uh, PC Master Race. Nice. PC Master Race. PC Master Race. Funny, really funny. Like, my favorite bit of trivia for that game is that when you played online multiplayer, there was they didn't give you enough characters in your name to be Master Chief. So that was the spawn of Master Chef. <laughs> so you, you were one less letter. So there was dozens of master chefs going around and that's where that like I, I hate to say meme but that's where that meme came from so but uh as back to the xbox one the x-bone i'm absolutely not getting an xbox i told myself that i will not go to microsoft after their shitty like introduction and i feel now even though that the the connect isn't uh it's on a separate skew now it's not required well, I don't it's know. dead now because of that. That was a yeah. stupid. So I, I, I don't see myself at least for a while getting an Xbox. Uh, I, I didn't get an Xbox 360 f- f- shit for a while, for like a, a couple of years into the life cycle. So, nope, nope. Um, I, I jumped, jumped the ship. Uh, drank the Sony Kool Aid. And I'm happy in PlayStation Land. Uh, yeah. All right. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully something will come around to uh, sway that because I think it's I think the system's really great so far. But Shane, we could play it. You you could take my Halo virginity. <laughs> we could we could play through the campaigns together. Oh, I as much as I want to pop your cherry, Derek. I I don't think I could do it over the Xbox One. Sorry. Womp, womp. Not with that attitude, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I guess, moving on, uh, speaking of Xbox One and PlayStation 4, a um, bunch of news for Grand Theft Auto V, uh, the PS4 and X-Bone release. Uh, it will run at 1080p. Um, I'm just double-checking. There is no mention of frames per second. Um, not really surprised, per se, that it's going to be at 1080p. Uh, was was it was at 1080p on the previous release, wasn't it? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I, hmm. I think it was 960 or something, or it might have even only been 720. Um, but, uh, oh, and actually, it, sorry, go uh, go for it. I'm just saying, uh, looking at the bottom of this release, um, it is going to be locked at 30 frames a second. So, womp womp. And that's perfect. Yeah, sorry, because... so it was 720p on PS3 and Xbox pieces. Yeah, and 30 right. frames per second is perfect because that's the ideal way to play action games, apparently. It's the most <laughs> cinematic, right? It's the most cinematic. It's a, at least according to the folks over at Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that I'm really, really excited for is um, they had a bunch of 
artist curated radio stations and um the artist flying lotus had a radio station i can't remember what the name of his station was but he is adding a whole bunch of new songs to it and um his was like the best station uh, his new uh album is going to be on that radio station and i don't know if you guys uh are big like edm or electronic music fans but i am i dj Hasht- and flying lotus hashtag is, edm life hashtag uh <laughs> swag hashtag djs but that was cool that was cool um uh also with the 1080p uh, bump there is a big old stack of exclusive content for returning players um has everybody around the spooky uh firecast spookcast has everybody played grand theft auto 5 i've played it but here's the thing what what carries over exactly because i haven't read too much into it but i only played gta 5 before the online was up and never actually jumped on Mm. so does that like disqualify me am i kind of like excluded from the gta universe because i didn't want to wait the month or two it took for them to set it up before I took it back? Um, no. Um, from what I was able to gather, there's going to be returning content, or for returning players, content for also the single player as well as the online experience. Um, there's new game types um, in the story mode. Uh, like One of them is a murder mystery uh, where you play as Michael and you're trying to solve murder. Duh. <laughs> and there's... Uh, uh, some new cars, the return of the Dodo plane that was originally huh. seen in Grand Theft Auto 3. Um, and there's uh, new races and new vehicles that you get if you have... Um, but I, you do have to connect your Rockstar social account to it. So I would hop on that right now and um, uh, at least connect your your current save to it. And it's free. It's free to do that. Um, I'm pretty stoked to play it again. I mean, I like I picked it up on launch day, and I played like a lot of it. But it's such a it's a huge game. I never had an opportunity. I, I you know I ran out of time. Other games came out. Whatever. I didn't finish it, and then I kind of forgot about it. And, and then I wasn't really into GTA Online or anything. But uh, you know, seeing that that first trailer for the Xbox One PS4 version, I was like, holy crap! Like I forgot how like. Well, and especially after Watch Dogs came out and was supposed to be all next gen and was a piece of shit, like, seeing <laughs> that trailer and seeing how much better, like, the up version of GTA V looked than Watch Dogs, it was like, I cannot wait to, to play that again, because that game was a freaking blast. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I played it almost exclusively with my dad, believe it or not. Um, he would just sit there and watch me play it, and seriously play through the entire story mode with him watching, and he was really invested in the characters and the story and i thought that was that's that's a compelling factor to say that um games are art or games are you know uh need to be taken uh as uh you know in the same light as like books movies and music so that's cool i love the multiple storyline aspect of that game too because i always i always had a really hard time getting into the gta series and you know i like i i'm more into like the more linear style games but you know it would be like i'd try to try to play it and you'd get into those missions like those the missions for whatever characters and then i would always feel like i got bored of them and i would be like i'd love to just go like do something else and i love that in this one like just literally with a tap of a button it's like you'll disappear to somewhere else in the city to become a new character to 
you know, who has their own campaign and their own life going on. And it's like the missions are vastly different between the characters where they're at at that point. And it's, it just helps to really keep things fresh if you're ever feeling bored or anything like that. Oh, yeah, I completely yeah. agree. I felt like GTA Five was easily the best single player campaign out of all of them. And just to echo that, like the characters, even when they tried to be really deep in everything, like with Nico in part four, I just got to a point where I couldn't stand them. But being able to switch through the three completely different personalities and being able to tackle the missions in a nonlinear way just made all the difference to me. I think I marathoned yeah. it in like three days. Yeah, and um, that was the the first Grand Theft Auto I ever beat, and I've been playing it since Grand Theft Auto Three. I mean, I had PSP ones, and that was the first one I beat just because the story was so compelling. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for it. I'm gonna get it on the PlayStation Four, obviously. Um, I was tempted to get it on the PC, but I feel like that um, that's a couch game. That's a sit down, and you know have your 48 inch tv um bring you into los santos and uh, the best thing about this release is that you can transfer your saves uh especially the online content so if you're on like i was i played it on the 360 i can move it to the ps4 and then all all around so um or it, you guys are obviously going to get it um what console are you guys going to get it on uh, xbox or ps4 um i'm not uh, completely sure yeah, I'm getting it on PS4 if I get it at all. I'm not completely sure if I'm going to buy it, but PS4 definitely if I do. It just it just generally seems, you know, the multi it's it's very much the opposite of last generation, but it seems like the multi-platform stuff just runs better on the PS4. So, I'm yeah. going to be paying the same amount for it. Why wouldn't I want a version that runs whether it's noticeable or not is another debate, but if it runs better, it runs better. And so, why would I not get it on that system? What about you, Juan? Are you a big Grand Theft Auto Five fan? <laughs> not, uh, not really, because with those games, I have to devote so much time into it, and I, I know my holiday season and next year is just completely dominated by Smash Brothers. <laughs> I, I know myself too well. <laughs> you're already, you're already scheduled out for your holiday gaming. I, I am, man. It, it's, it's difficult. If I'm not playing uh, Smash Brothers on Wii U, I'll be playing Bayonetta and then Captain Toad. Is oh, Captain yeah, Toad. Captain Toad, Captain Mother F and Toad, man. It, like I, I, I want even now. I'm still thinking about the Xbox One, and I want the system just because it's a good price. But I, I know I'm gonna play a little bit of Sunset Overdrive. Maybe I'll pick up Grand Theft Auto Five for it, but it's gonna go back to Smash Brothers. <laughs> right on, yeah. And I think the money that I would have spent on an Xbox One, I need to get a Wii U. So oh, yeah. yeah, you really, yeah, you, it's about time you get on that. Yeah, yeah, you know. They still I got mean, that bundle, a, dude, with the Mario Brothers 3D World in uh, Nintendo Land. I got to do that. I got to uh, snag it, and but I'll probably looks like I'm gonna have to wait for Bayonetta 2. You snagged it, but there's reports um, coming out from everywhere that they are running out of copies. That gamers are coming out and gobbling it up. Um, they uh, the one um, speculation from. Um, uh, a news outlet says that uh, some people have suspected that many retailers are not stocking the game since it was a Wii U exclusive, and they didn't expect to make a uh, a profit. And uh, it's flying off the shelves. Uh, you and Josh both uh, were able to snag copies? Uh, yeah, I was able to get it on launch day, and I've played a, about four or so levels of it. I haven't had a whole lot of time, but you know, so far everything that you've been reading about as far as the reviews coming out, and all the perfect scores and everything. So far, it seems like it's completely justified because 
I mean, Bayonetta 1, I don't know if all of you played it, um, but I the did. first one was already fantastic and was pretty much about as good as you can get with an action game. And Part 2 just feels so much more fluid. The uh, variety of weapons and the extra costumes even change, give you different traits, so it's more than just a cosmetic change. Oh, really? Um, they've added more collectibles into the game and more reason to explore the environment. And, of course, the fighting, the action, the challenge of it are all still really solid. So, I mean... Right on. Plus, and then, like we've mentioned plenty of times before, it comes with the first one also. So, it's like two games for $60. They're both just chock full of content. And part two, I haven't had a chance to try it, but part two even has a, a co-op, like kind of like a horde mode, to my understanding, where you can play with two people. And it's either Bayonetta or just the different side characters that are in it, too. So that's multiple characters to play as. That's cool. So it has that whole cool. online multiplayer aspect, too, that a lot of action games are lacking. So it's just a complete package and then some because you don't expect a lot of what the game has to offer. So, I mean, $60, <laughs> two games, and all of that content, there's no wonder that people are having trouble finding it. I mean, it deserves to sell out completely. Yeah, yeah. And um, I uh, I saw some people I uh, playing it at an Extra Life event I attended over the weekend. And it looks really fucking cool. So that's that's definitely a day one purchase for me if I can grab a copy. I um, The only other game that I played with similar co- combat was uh, Devil May Cry DMC. The like Devil May Cry 5, which I absolutely fucking love. That, that was fabulous. But that's for another day. We'll talk about that later. Um, and we'll talk about gameplay more about Bayonetta 2 when we get to what we've been playing. But a very interesting sort of out of the uh how would you say nintendo's uh mo is that they've um been teaming up with playboy oh yeah uh, oh yeah they've been teaming up with playboy and if you go to playboy's facebook page um you can see a uh an ex uh playmate of the month uh pamela horton uh totally rocking a uh bayonetta costume and no, it's not a long wig like the old famous uh, Geekscape skit from Comic Con 2010. Uh, it's a pretty, um, pretty uh, evocative looking outfit. Um, what do you guys think about it? Because I was honestly, I was really kind of shocked that Nintendo would do something like that. They're so family friendly, but I guess they come shoot, come flying out of the gate with this M-rated game that everybody really really wants to have so they who were there was a lot of like hey fuck it let's just go full nudity let's get let's get playboy here um please then what do you guys say again? please understand <laughs> what do you guys think about that is that um is that going to be a negative response for nintendo or is it going to be a positive um i personally think that the hardcore gamers are going to be more um uh I can't think of the word. You know, I've been up for almost 20 hours, but they're going to be more, I guess, accepting of Nintendo and give them more credit uh, instead of just them churning out Mario games or being that company. What do you guys think? Um, well, I think at this point, it's just going to bring a lot more attention to a very niche game that wouldn't have got that attention otherwise. So, I mean, it's all, even if there's a negative reaction to it, it's still going to get more eyes on Bayonetta when it's not a game that's particularly embraced by the mainstream otherwise so i feel like it's a good marketing move (laughs) yeah and this is not something that hasn't been done before Uh, several years ago playboy did a whole issue where they did models and as video game uh characters 
That's true. So that's true. Yeah. So this is not setting any precedent. I think this would just be the president for Nintendo. But I, yeah, like this is Bayonetta's character. This is like what the audience she's very sexualized. You know, she she's a big tease, and and yeah, I think it's a perfect fit. It doesn't surprise me. Of course, if this was like for Daisy or Peach or Zelda, then yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit out there. But you know, it for Bayonetta, it just makes perfect sense. And why not? Playboy benefits from this. Um, they get the, you know magazines are going to sell because of this. And hopefully this brings more attention to the game and hopefully moves some units. I mean, if all um, numbers indicate, I mean, it's doing pretty well. It's number one on the Wii U eShop right now. So, you know, we'll see wh what this does for the game a month down the road. Yeah. And, you know, you say it's going to move some units. It moved my unit. So, <laughs> ah, ah. Uh, uh. Anyway, uh, let's do uh, rapid fire because I want uh, you two guys, Juan and Josh, to talk about uh, Amiibo. So let's go through a couple more things super quick. Uh, Twitch updated their terms of service banning uh, sexual or evocative clothing, uh, basically. And they're not um, they're not being selective on the gender. They specifically note that even if you're a guy and you have your shirt off, you, that's violating the terms of service. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Is that, uh, I mean, I personally think that's a positive for Twitch uh, becoming more of a mainstream company. And, you know, they got bought by Amazon and they kind of put their um, their fingers into the works and changed things. Um, what do you guys, opinions, opinions, I, gentlemen? I, I agree with what you said. Um, and also, I think that if you, I didn't realize that people went on Twitch for, to look for sexual content, and yeah. I think that if you did go on Twitch looking for sexual content, you don't know how to use the internet because <laughs> you're, you, you're trying way too hard in that, in that hey, sense. Wasn't, you're looking in all the wrong places. Yes. Wasn't there a stream um, on the PlayStation 4 Playroom where, people, where all these people were just watching this couple sleep who fell asleep while playing? No, actually what that was, and it was frankly really fucked up, uh, this guy was just streaming on his playstation and his girlfriend like drank too much and fell asleep or whatever and he like undressed her on stream and like it was really fucked up and he actually had um criminal charges pressed against wow. him oh, so. Jesus. well yeah so but as, mm. as far as twitch i'm pretty bummed out about it because now i have nothing to wear on camera because that's like <laughs> that's like my whole wardrobe just gone down it the, is gone i've down seen the drain. His, i've seen this footage it absolutely is <laughs> yeah it's um um, I, it definitely gets rid of the boob streamers or the cleavage streamers. But I didn't um, even know that I've was a thing until where today. It's a, how the, where the fuck are you? You say you're a gamer. You're like, what the fuck? How have you not? I'm so, I'm so disappointed on you never, visceral level. Never played Halo. Doesn't know what's going on in Twitch. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, well, I don't even own a console. Actually, I'm just bullshitting you guys. <laughs> He's still going through Oregon Trail right now. <laughs> Angry Birds is about as gamer as I get. Oh Jesus! Christ. Hey, that's still one step above like uh, Candy Crush. Oh well, that's my <laughs> second favorite though. So. That's your second favorite game. He's got a Candy Crush tattoo. Hey, Dad, uh, just, the uh, wallpaper just... on my phone is a Candy Crush wallpaper. So, <laughs> uh, just, just, just I just I wanted to let Derek know that there's a Mafia Wars gamer group going on on Saturday. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> the the one thing from this. Update on the terms of service is Mega sixty four always uh, did their their podcast stream, and there's been numerous times where they just went absolutely batshit insane 
um, if you look up when they were, and this is kind of funny, when, I don't know, it's kind of fucked up. I found out that Osama bin Laden died while watching the Mega64 live stream, <laughs> and they started playing I'm a Real American, the Hulk Hogan um, like entrance theme, and just went nutso. And at the end of it, they were all in their boxers for some reason. I don't know. But that's going to be a big... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna miss seeing Rocco Bodie in his boxers dancing around to Hulk Hogan music. So there's always the memories. It's always the memories, and I'll I will put a link to that video in the description because it is absolutely fucking hilarious. There's it's the funniest thing ever, and it's kind of I don't know, kind of fucked up that you know my grandchildren like where were you when you found out Osama bin Laden died? Well, I was watching a bunch of guys run around the room in their boxers uh, waving the American flag. <laughs> So it's going to say a lot about me as an individual. Um, so let's uh, pound through these last two things before we get to the amiibos. Um, Valky- Valkyria? Valkyria? How do you Valkyria? say that? Valkyria. Valkyria? Valkyria? Somehow. I don't know. One of us has to be right. It's on Steam. Um, I'm going to pick it up. I missed it. So eh. I got really excited uh, when I saw it in the news, thinking that it was part three finally coming out over here. <laughs> but no, nah, that's never. The closest we're going to get to that is Project X Zone at this point. I, I just mm. feel like it's a it was a very very underrated, not underrated because everyone that played it loved it, but it was a very like underappreciated game. Nobody, I know like nobody that played it or bought it pretty much. And so just the fact that it's coming to Steam, coming to PC, more people are going to get a chance to play it now and fall in love with it, which means hopefully that part three you'll have a better chance of coming over in some in some form at some point yeah um, but i'm just excited to you know it, it's a phenomenal title and i'm just excited to hear people talk about it again really yeah and i um i really like the alternate history kind of stuff about it that was really appealing and it's it's only 18 dollars right now on steam 18 bucks for what is arguably a fabulous game so pick it up Everybody else, and one last thing before we get let Juan and Josh just fill our ears with amiibo info. I also like amiibos. You know, you're just you're just giving it to Juan and Josh. But you, you, hey, you know what? You, you're not a them. gamer. You probably never played what a Nintendo that? game before, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, do you even know what Nintendo is? Go back to your Angry Birds and your candy, your candy crushes. Get the fuck out. <laughs> get the fuck out. Uh, no, uh, we kid, we kid. Uh, we like Derek too much. He does too much work around here. Uh. Drive Club PS Plus Edition postponed indefinitely. Uh, tell no. me about that. So, in other words, it's never coming out. Yeah, it's probably never coming out. Like, well, when did the game launch? So the game launched at the beginning. Well, the first week, the first week we did this podcast, we were like, we were like going to play the Drive Club PlayStation Plus Edition and talk about it. And then the game launched uh, digitally and in retail, and major server issues. Like, so they could not release the Plus Edition because their servers weren't even working for the people that paid. $70 Canadian for the game plus tax. Jesus. Did, they, did they ever iron out the bugs? Or? I know, right? It's like, it's hard to buy games now when you say it that way. But uh, anyways, so now it's like four weeks, now it's four weeks later and we're still, yeah, he basically, uh, president of Worldwide Studios, he he just said that um, still is having certain I will give issues. you, I will, I will buy you a copy of Drive Club if you can properly pronounce his name in one go. Go. Uh, Shuhei Yoshida. 
fuck. <laughs> I'll uh, PM you my address. God um, damn it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he basically said Evo's working around the clock to close the gap because the game is not where they wanted it to be. And this is after the game got, like, the game got delayed for, but like, the a game wasn't where time. they wanted it. It, it was supposed to be a PS4 launch game, and it came out, you know, almost a year later, and it's still not ready. And if the game wasn't but yeah, they also said, we're very conscious that we have disappointed so many of you who are looking forward to playing the PS Plus edition. Our main priority is to provide you the best possible experience, and with the high volume of new players and additional server load that the PS Plus edition would bring, uh, which is probably far more than the game has sold, uh, because everyone that has a PS4 pretty much has Plus because you need it to play online they just said that it's just until further notice they're postponing it so i would not expect it anytime soon yeah so why Mm. even release the game if it wasn't to the point that they wanted it to be at well that's that's interesting because the retail game you can still buy and play right they didn't like there's major online problems which is the main portion of the game like you are very very limited if you because it's all it's the whole thing is it's supposed to be the social uh on all always connected racer and the fact that you're that everyone is having major server issues, like a lot of the time you are offline, which means you're just limited to like just doing a few races or whatever. Like every other part is is, is an online connected portion, and so you just miss out on it. Mm. So it's an always online yeah, racer that's never online. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's kind of the SimCity effect. SimCity a little bit, a little bit. Of yeah. That. So though I yeah. I think that they they didn't build it with that in mind as like a DRM thing or as a you know, whatever thing, but it just it didn't work out because the game doesn't work. <laughs> All right. Well, fingers crossed. Um, I wasn't too hype for it. I really, really, really want the crew. Uh, that's an amazing. Did game, you get into the beta? For no- by the way, I did not. You did not. Did, did anyone else even... get into the evolve beta? I did, alpha? but I haven't downloaded it yet. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I guess I guess it'll be ready to go soon because PSN was down for maintenance till eleven. So. Well, that's your homework is get that. Yeah, and then I'm looking forward to it. Come back and play it. Okay, um, I'm going to sit back and let you guys talk about Amiibos and a couple of goings on. Uh, take it away. One of you, okay. go. Well, as far as the Amiibo news, and I don't know if you'll feel the same about this, Juan and Derek, but it's just completely heartbreaking to me that the images that have come out of the retail versions of the Amiibo figures look just drastically worse than the E3 and Comic-Con versions that were uh, displayed. And I mean, some of them vary. I mean, Pikachu, like the ones that don't have that much detail, like Pikachu and Kirby, um, look pretty much the same. But basically all the ones that I wanted to buy, like your your Lynx, your Marth especially with his limp sword, um, <laughs> Peach with the... Like, Peach was my favorite because the detail in her dress was just way too good for what you'd expect for the price that you were getting. And then the one that you're getting now, it's like her face is all off center, like all the details out of her dress and it just looks completely different. And I don't know what you guys think about it, but it's honestly making me doubt whether or not I'm going to get as many as I thought, or if I'm going to get them at all, even at this point. Yeah. Like I saw, I was so excited for them. And I feel like as well, like every time we saw the Amiibo, so at E3 and at Comic-Con and stuff like that, it was like they look so good for their price. Like they look far beyond anything else you can get at that price point. And, you know, you have the prototype, like not final product signs everywhere and stuff like that. But yeah, it's so, so, you know, it's they that's not what they promised us. But because we saw it, it was like, holy crap, this is what they're like. But based on seeing what the final 
the final figures look like, I'm going to save a bunch of money this holiday season because I don't want them anymore. Yeah, you'll have that. Like I wanted them because they were like this beautiful, like I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I didn't care so much about the amiibo aspect of it. I was more interested in putting these beautiful figures on my shelves. And now, you know, now they're at that Funko pop level where it's like a kind of cheaply. Whoa, 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 whoa. Take that back. I'm not. I got a bunch of Funko pop, my little pony toys. And it looks fabulous. I have a shitload of pops in my room right now. and, And I'm not, I'm not arguing the merits of the pops but they're very very better in their quality like you if you get grab five rick grimes figures like a couple of them are going to look all right and a couple of them are just painted like shit like it's just part of getting these cheap figures from china and i'm not you know i can collect pops if i want to do that i don't want to i don't want to get into something else right exactly and especially just once you've had your hopes up expecting one thing and then a month before release, finding out it's something almost completely different is just completely disheartening to me, at least. What did what did you think about it, Juan? I'm, you know, I'm looking at some of these right now, and I can't help but feel that these were produced in some Mexican panaderia in Glendale. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like these go on a cake. You know, like they're knockoff Nintendo. That's not Mario. It's Mario and and Long. Okay. It's like the it's yeah, like the off colored wrestlers that you get from the swap meet. Yeah. Yeah, the, not the Power Rangers, but they're just called Super Action Heroes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the Marth has a like the, his limp sword, no innuendo intended or anything. Like it's literally a limp sword; it's bending. And keep and it- then you look at the picture from E3; it looks gorgeous. So uh, there's no way the people at Nintendo who are responsible for the val- uh, the, the production value and quality of these can be sitting down and going, "Uh, shit." People have noticed how crappy some of these look. Because Kirby looks great. The Pikachu one looks fine. But the one that looks horrible is Peach. I mean, if you look at the E3 version of Peach, that figure, there's etchings on the dress. And her crown is shiny and it's proportionate. Then I look at the new one, though. I guess the final one. And the crown is cr- the crown is crooked. <laughs> the etchings it's like on sagging. the yeah, and the etchings on the dress are gone. It's just painted on there, and it just looks the colors look very flat. And, and I don't know if that's a part of the lighting, but but just yeah. looking at the pictures, the quality of the figure looks really really bad. And I hope this was just like a demo, or maybe down the road the quality improves because as it stands, if Skylanders figures Skylanders figures look better than what I'm seeing right now. And they cannot release these, having them look worse than Skylanders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Peach looks like she's sucking on a goddamn jawbreaker. <laughs> she does. But, so, uh, and, and then Mario looks like he was uh, printed out of a th- uh, 3D printer. So, <laughs> that's probably how I, they were all. Made. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I was honestly kind of blown away. Um, Juan, has this affected your pre-order? Or are you going to go out and cancel? No, no, I, I'm still going to have them. You know, I'll, I'll bitch and complain about the quality, but I know the the functionality of it. I'm still going to be using them. I'm just kind of, you know what? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> okay, mom. <laughs> and I just, I just, I just expected a little bit more. They had, you had potential. Yeah. To do so much more. Mm. And, you know, and then there's, a, you know, a lot of the people who are defending it are saying that everything goes through that kind of quality drop when it hits mass production. But, I mean, Disney Infinity and Skylanders both had booths at Comic Con and 
um, E3 every year, and every year the product that they're showing on display is the product that ends up coming out. So, I mean, I don't think that's any kind of excuse, especially this close to release once everyone's already pre-ordered everything. Right, and and you know, if we're talking about canceling pre-orders, uh, you know for a fact that other people have already done so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's why, you know, Toys R Us is already offering, and they did this ahead. Like, if you pre-ordered the Smash Brothers game for Wii U, you got your free choice of an Amiibo figure. So, you know, I know, uh, Shane, you mentioned that you don't want these. Or, no, Derek. Derek, you said you're probably not going to get some anymore. I, I guarantee you they're going to start busting out those buy one, get one 50% off or buy one, get one free because I think a lot of people are not going to be buying them in mass as Nintendo hoped they would. Right. I just hope it, I hope it's like a, maybe this is like an initial run or cause they're not, they don't launch until the day they launch the day smash brothers launches, don't they? Yeah, right. they do. So it's like, and then the thing about that too, we'll run or about it's drive. like, what's that? Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Like, hopefully this is, like, an early run or it's, like, maybe it was the discard pile because they look like shit. Like, <laughs> where did they come from? And, and, and hope you know, I'll I'll make my final decision when I'm not looking at a low-resolution photo of them and when I can actually see them in person. But if they look anything like the photos look, like, I'm just going to save some money because I don't really need them at that point. And right, I think exactly. the big reason why I'm upset... Or I was just bummed out because I saw them at A3 and I saw them at Comic-Con and oh, they were absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, they were – they looked fantastic at, at Comic-Con. Like. So that that was why the hype and that, that's why they were so hard to get just to pre-order. Amazon ran out of the Marth, ran out of the Wii Fit Trainer and, uh, and Villager really fast because I, a lot of people initially had the you know impression of them from those photos from E3 and Comic-Con. And now we're getting these photos – it seems like a complete 180 of what we saw. They took like a huge motherfucking step back of what they showed us. And I, like you said, I hope this is just an initial run or I hope this is just some kind of goof on the media event that they did to show these off. But they, I can't imagine them going forward with the quality that we saw. Yeah. Do you think, do you think this is another one of uh, Nintendo's, I guess, failures? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that like the the Wii is a failure, but like its a uh, its longevity was a failure. Um, do you think that this is going to be a problem? Because they obviously invested a lot of time, money, and effort. They're going to make making a ton these of, the, as shitty. Even if they look shittier than the pictures we're seeing, they're going to make so much fucking money. Off. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it's just like it's a it's a missed opportunity to really capitalize from the get go. Yeah, pretty much. It would have been like. You see this, like how if you went to a friend's house and saw how nice these looked, if they were ET quality or Comic Con quality, that would have made other people want to buy them themselves. Even if they didn't have the game, they would just buy it just to have it sitting on their shelf. Right. And then just at this point, even if they do have a drop in quality, there's still going to be enough people out there who will buy them regardless. And these things are so cheap to make that I'm sure they're going to make a lot of money on it regardless, which goes back to how we were talking about sales trying to drive. Um, getting more of the figures out there. But um, another way that it seems like they're trying to push demand is that Miyamoto came out and said that some of the figures are going to be on a limited run. Juan, you were talking about that? Yeah, uh, he said they were going to be on a limited run. The actual quote that he gave, he said, the Amiibo figure lineup for Super Smash Brothers will continue to be released even after this year end sales season. And we hope that this will help to update store shelves. As store shelf space is limited, some Amiibo will remain stocked on the shelves as staple choices, while some will be limited time offers, which will cede their positions to new ones once they are sold out. So the question is, he didn't mention which specific Amiibo figures will be that limited run, 
Uh, my guess is that Wii Fit Trainer was definitely one of them. Yeah, if you're like Juan and but, I, you better jump on those Wii Fit Trainer figures as soon as possible because once they're gone, they're not coming back. Nope. <laughs> well, it um, just for me, um, going back to like I think our first or second episode, it just gives me no faith in that Clementine figure because I thought the the prototype looked like shit. So I don't know, Derek. <laughs> looks like you have some really bad taste in toys. Yeah. Especially, you know, it's bad when my wife, Megan, she kept asking why Link's looking down in all the pictures of the new Amiibo figures. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> He's so ashamed. He's so ashamed. I'm sorry, guys. He, I can't I can't. Link's just anymore. phoning it in at this point. It looks like he's, like, tripping. He's, like, mid-trip oh. or something, and he hasn't realized it yet. <laughs> tripping, con- tripping confirmed for Smash Brothers Wii U. And why is, like, why is he, why is his base, like, this weird, like, thick-ass, like, yellow thing? Yeah, yeah, it, there's just so many, um, like, just so, so many things that are just messed up with it, but we, we can't confirm the source of the pictures, but we'll put them in the show notes, so, uh, you guys can pass judgment. We are cruising dangerously close to the rundown at the end of the show, so I want to get into stuff you guys have been playing, but first, um... I really haven't played any games this last week. The one thing I was very, um, I guess, honored to do was attend a uh, Extra Life event. Uh, if you're not familiar with Extra Life, it is a 24-hour live gaming streaming event um, that you uh, for charity. Um, and I participated with a at a huge LAN party with um, the 907 Gamers group. Uh, it's an Alaskan Gamers Facebook group. They do a bunch of things, uh, you know, online events, you know, gaming and um, advertising. And um, we had a fabulous turnout. Uh, I started to fall asleep uh, pretty pretty close to the end. I couldn't couldn't stand it. But we raised over $10,000 for the Providence hey, uh, Health Center here we are super, super uh, grateful for any of the donations. Uh, I got to DJ there. And I had a lot of fun. Um, played a bunch of video game uh, remixes. Uh, my new favorite artist, Grimecraft. I'll put a link to his SoundCloud. I saw him at PAX. Amazing video game remixes. Uh, he's got uh, an EP called the Poke EP. He uses a bunch of samples from Animal Crossing. Uh, it's He's total nerd music uh so check him out put some links to the videos but that was pretty much all i got to play in the last week uh, i've been super busy at work you guys um anything else i you tried talk to about? squeeze in as many games as i could in the last week and i succeeded but at the expense of actually being able to play any of them for more than an hour each but um <laughs> i mean bayonetta 2 i talked about a little bit earlier which is fantastic sunset overdrive came out this past week and so far, just the gameplay and the controls are just so fluid, and just being able to jump around through the city, switching between grinding, shooting, platforming, jumping, and it's just great, too, because it just doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's like, it reminds me of a lot of Dead Rising 3 if it had platforming elements and just more ridiculous humor, so, I mean, and Insomniac hasn't let me down since Spyro, so it's not like I had any doubt that it was going to be any, that it wasn't going to be good. So hopefully it continues as I get through more of it, and then I'll definitely talk about it more if, uh, you know, if opinions either become better or worse for once I have more time with it. But um, has anyone else played it at all, or 
Not yet, but I plan on playing it um, by this time next week. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it looks fantastic. I can't. I can't wait to get my hands on. And yeah, that that would be that would be a game that would bring me to the dark side of the Xbox. Oh yeah, so. and then the Master good, Chief Collection. Good. You still have um, Derek's cherry hanging there to tempt you. So <laughs> <laughs> the implications of that statement are are staggering. Uh, not really. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we got a couple other things in this list. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about or should we start winding um, down? Just wanted to, did anyone else play Freedom Wars at all? Any Vita owners? Crickets. I am a Vita owner, but it's been collecting dust for, how long has a Vita been out? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably the last first party game that we're ever going to get for this thing. So Jesus. it's like, it's like a little kind of, it's like almost like another Monster Hunter game, but it has a weird little story, a unique twist to it. So that was good. Um, just real quick, wanted to touch on WWE 2K15 and how embarrassingly disappointing it is. Um, they wow, really, it's not even you know in, in annual games people complain about it being the same. Not only is this game exactly the same in the sense that it has a lot of the same glitches and major problems that the previous one had, but it went to the point where they took out features, and it feels like they're really they're charging a full sixty dollars for half a game when the PS4 Whoa. and Xbox One versions are coming out in like two or three more weeks, and it feels like they're just kind of strong-arming people into upgrading while at the same time trying to get as much money as they can off of the people who are unfortunate enough to buy the 360 PS3 versions. So it's just embarrassing. I rented it from Redbox, played it for an hour, and sent it right back. I didn't even wait the full day. And just to really? make things clear, Josh is a hardcore wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. I'll buy anything. With it. So if he's And they still don't yeah. have AJ right. What the fuck is wrong with them? <laughs> but anyway what, well, how is she wrong what's wrong with she her? doesn't skip she doesn't like she skips in her entrance but all of her taunts are really generic her black widow looks really look doesn't look like it does on tv um her moves are just really weird like it's just a bunch of stuff that she never does i don't know it's just it's awful I don't want to talk about it. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not really satisfied. bummed out because I wanted to buy that game and create the entire Geekscape staff on there. Oh, yeah, there. but you can't even create finishers and, anymore, so you don't you won't even oh, be able to do that. BS. That's one of the features they took out. So That's wow. That's disappointing, man. Yeah, it's embarrassing. JR, JR would be so let down. Oh, yeah. He would be. So let down. Yeah, definitely. It's, a dis- it's no wonder JR got out of there while he could. <laughs> All right, um, Juan, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, just really quickly, it's uh, National Street Pass Weekend starting tomorrow. Yes. So yes. for a lot of you who have a hard time getting Street Pass hits, if you visit any uh, Nintendo uh, Wi-Fi hotspot like at a Starbucks or at a Best Buy, you'll be given six Street Pass tags from around the world. To ca- wow. So you'll get stuff for Smash Brothers. You'll get stuff for your puzzle pieces, for your other um, – games that you've downloaded so definitely get a chance to uh, get that out of the way six free tags from around the world but if you're going to kamikaze like i am this weekend and oh fuck you (laughs) you'll get a bunch you know that thing will be glowing a green light just like comic-con baby non-stop light yeah and i i did WonderCon this year and just sitting in the booth just and because nintendo was there and they had a big big uh presence it was crazy it was crazy if we get um, an international street pass, do we get our Monster Hunter puzzle finally? Oh, God, I hope we do. I wish, but I doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's going on this weekend, and um, that's it. Go buy Bayonetta 2. Yeah, go buy it. Yeah, 
I just want to add uh, tacking on to the end of that. Uh, AT and T and McDonald's also have Nintendo um, hotspots uh, hmm. in some areas, some of them. So if you uh, can't get to any other ones, you can head there. So any AT and T store, McDonald's. Um, before we uh, start closing out, Derek, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, no, we're good. Mm, okay, I'm not surprised, you fake gamer. <laughs> like what? Yeah, do, right, yeah. do you have an Xbox oh, right, One? Do I, I do have an Xbox One? Yeah. All right. So here's here's your mission objective. I will buy an Xbox One just so we can play Halo together, and we'll do the online campaign together. Yes. For yeah, sure. I've already pre-ordered the game. Oh, there you go. All right. Oh, wow. Perfect. Okay, we're doing that. So I'm down I, so we're all like so we're all gonna have Derek's cherry except for the one it was offered to. So. <laughs> There's plenty of me to go around, you guys. So. <laughs> I think I I think I just found our teaser. That that's that was brilliant. Um, okay, we're closing up. Uh, mission objective from last week, Derek. You were missing in action. So quick, what was your proudest gaming achievement? So proudest gaming achievement. So one day, uh, I was at work. One day. One day, <laughs> I was at work and. It was a pretty boring job, and so when I got there with this, like, one morning, I was like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to beat Quop. You know Quop? You guys know, you guys know Quop? <laughs> no. I'm familiar with Quop. Like that, it's, wow. it's like that, like, flash computer game where you're like, you just use the Q and the W and the O and the P, and it controls, like, the legs and the and the thighs, and you got to, like, try to run 100 Oh, meters. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, the hard, probably the hardest game ever made. And I spent eight hours that day, and I beat it. <laughs> and uh, I almost feel like it's such an achievement that I should put it on like my resume when I go to apply for jobs. I would because <laughs> it's either I feel like it's either like you know if they don't know what Quop is, they'll be like, oh, can you explain this to me? And I'll like be able to bullshit something. But if they do know what it is, I'll just get the job immediately because that's some fucking like. I want to know where you're applying at because <laughs> <laughs> it's just a theory. It hasn't worked well, yet, so you know. But one like, day. Must must have co-op experience. <laughs> Going through your resume. Well, I see here you've had seven years' experience using a computer. Whoa, whoa is this? Does this is co-op? <laughs> Did you beat co-op? Susan, get this man a contract right now. <laughs> See, that's that's what I'm going for. That's what I'm hoping well, for. So. One of my one of my friends got a job at GameStop by beating the manager at Street Fighter Three. So <laughs> holy shit, that's awesome. That's awesome. Did you do right, it with Oro? Well, no, no. I don't remember who they were using. I think Chun-Li and Ryu. <laughs> cheap, cheap. All right. So we got a an outstanding response from our mission objectives. We I thank every one of you listeners. Um, so I'm going to go through these. Uh, we have, topping the list, uh, Colton M. says, My proudest gaming achievement was probably beating Dark Souls. That was one of the toughest games I've ever played. And he also amended that in... Also completing the first original Pokedex for red, blue, and yellow version of Pokemon. That felt like the greatest achievement to me. Um, moving down, Al S. says, Beating the original Contra on uh, the NES solo without dying once. Wow. That's that's some hard that, mode. That's, that's, that's master mode race life. right there. God. Yeah, that's that, that's almost PC level. That's almost Not PC quite, level. Almost. Uh, almost. Almost. Uh, next on the list, Ryan G. Uh, killing a coordinated team of three with an emergency ejection after missing a Titan drop in Titanfall. That's, I know, whenever I did uh, the uh, emergency ejection, they got the nuke. It's so sad. Oh, yeah, I love killing people like that. It's See that. great, and especially being able to get that many people and their Titans at the same time. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 
then Julian B says completing every single achievement in water bleh, Modern Warfare 2 on the good old Xbox 360. Um I I again played it on the PC. Master Race. You know, Master Race. So I'm not familiar with the achievements, but <laughs> that's that's got to be tough. That's got to be tough. I'm sure you and your peasants celebrated that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next on the list is Juan R. Uh, no relation. No, not at uh, all. Uh, one... But they have one... the same first name. How can they not be related? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to say no relation? Like, what the heck? <laughs> Uh, 1R said one of mine is beating the final boss on Drakengard 3. And he goes on to say it's essentially playing DDR for 7 minutes straight with no checkpoints. And if you miss one note, it's game over. And you got to start back from the beginning. Oh, and did I mention that this was a beat-em-up RPG? That sounds Mm -hmm. painful. Painful. Uh, Then Crystal A said completing every single achievement in Sonic Adventure in the Dreamcast. Took me about 10 years, (laughs) but hey... Someone had to do it. Matt Props. <laughs> no, that was to Crystal, very hard to Matt do props. and to me completely not worth it. So congratulations <laughs> to Crystal for pulling that one off. <laughs> no relation. Uh, then uh Johnny R said Pratt's gaming achievement would be to finally complete the Pokemon challenge of collecting them all. So he, Fire Red he, but, he's gotta be related to Juan R though, right? Right, you would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Johnny R and Juan R. So so yeah. so relation. Yeah, yeah so so when, relation. Johnny R and Juan, Juan you know them best all. bros. <laughs> You know Juan, you know <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Fire Red version. Um, oh yeah, um, without using hacks or cheats. Either that or breaking a world record on Black Ops 2 Zombies. Highest round being 150 die rise. Um, well, listening to those, I just remembered but- that at one point I had the world record for the highest score in one of the high school musical songs on Disney Sing It. <laughs> so, oh, so I think I just wanted to add that one in there. <laughs> That's funny. I think that tops right. Quap. <laughs> that tops the quap quap top. Um, our mission objective this week, um, Josh. I think. You oh yeah, it up. to commemorate our very spooky edition of the Geekscape podcast this week, I wanted to ask what everyone's scariest game is. All right. Well, why don't you start? In mine, it would either be the uh, the first Resident Evil, just because I hadn't played a game like that before, and to have so many jump scares and so many grotesque monsters coming at me was just a complete mind trip. And then less of, of a scary sense, but more of like a mind-blowing experience is probably eternal darkness and if you're unfamiliar basically you had an insanity meter the more monsters you saw the lower it dropped and the lower it dropped the more like crazy shit you would see so sometimes you'd be in a fake room sometimes your tv would fake turn off when it was really just a hallucination sometimes your body would explode it was nuts it was crazy Huh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, Juan, your scariest game. Um, it had to be Jaws for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Because there's really? This, yeah, there's a part where you're swimming and you're collecting. I, I think you get out of the boat, you're collecting stuff, and then Jaws just shows up, and you're trying to get away. Then he's chasing you, and you're in the boat. And I just remember shooting spear and a harpoon after harpoon into him, and he's still chasing me. And I'm like, how the fuck is he not dead? I've like unloaded 20 <laughs> spears into him. And he's still coming at me. Either that fool is like on speed or it's part robot or baby both. <laughs> speed robot. But I was so freaking out because I'm like, I, I hit him every single time. I see him jump out of the water to confirm he's been hit and he's still coming after me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's my scariest moment. Yeah, it seems like the poon has no effect on Jaws. No. And you would <laughs> think poon. after like 87 of these, like we would probably, you know, get another strategy going. But no. 
We just keep buying the, harpoons. The poon, that's fucking hilarious. All right, Derek, your scariest game. Uh, my scariest game would also be Quop. <laughs> because <laughs> when you're running and you're at that, you know, you're at that 50 meter hurdle or that 60 meter point or that 70 meter point and you're getting to the finish and then you just tip and you're like, this is it. I'm done. I'm dead. <laughs> and that's not actually my scariest game. Uh, <laughs> We got PT, which is obviously very recent, but that game, like, I usually don't have a problem playing a horror game by myself. I could not play that game by myself. Like, that game was fucking terrifying, and I loved every second of it. If we're going a little bit older, like, Fatal Frame 2, Silent Hill 2, classic choices, but those were, like, those things, those games scarred me. Like, sometimes I just think about Silent Hill 2, and I'm like, well, I'm uncomfortable for the rest of the day, and, (laughs) but I'd do it again. I would do it again, so. Um, I, uh, I'm going to be super quick and actually one, yours reminded me of possibly the scariest moment, but I was going to say, uh, PT, um, I played it with my girlfriend. I kind of knew some of the beginning jump scares and I, so I forced her to play it and I didn't explain anything. I'm like, Hey, let's just play this game. She's like, is this a scary game? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's a demo. And she's like, and then the radio is going off and we're going down the hallway and she's not a, like a big console gamer she loves animal crossing but so she was kind of getting used to controls and she's like this is starting to really bug me this is this is really scary and i'm like no it's not a scary game it's not a scary game and then the the ghost jumped out and like air quote killed us and she threw my controller across the room screamed three times as loud as she ever 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 did and it, it was oh, she's not gonna listen but it was really satisfying to see her <laughs> get really scared but uh, that um, that is not my scariest game. I then was going to say Resident Evil 1 on the GameCube. Uh, it was the second Resident Evil I ever played. Uh, I played two first. Um, but I bought it and it was super creeped out. And it took me years to beat. But that's whatever. But Juan, your Jaws reminded me of my scariest gaming moment. Which was? It was Star Wars Shadows of the Empire oh, on the Nintendo 64. The sewer level. Where you had to go into the abyss and fight, I can't remember the name of that, tentacle monster. I saved up all my thermal detonators and just went in, literally jumped into the pit with it, closed my eyes, and just started shooting. <laughs> and and then when I when I heard like the end music, I opened my eyes. And that reminded me, that game was fucking scary. The, the Wampas uh, in Echo Base... Fucking Ig eighty eight on the Trash Planet level. Hearing that, like, holy shit! And then, and then you get the sewer level. Unbelievable. That is a pinnacle of horror. To to so. to date, that is my favorite Star Wars game. Yeah, I have to say it's up there. It it was it was fabulous. It was fabulous. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, this is the Geekscape Games podcast. Uh, as always, you can find all of us at geekscape.net. You can find me on Twitter at Shane O'Hare. Derek? Uh, I'm at uh, D. Cranavelt. As always, good luck spelling that. I'm <laughs> at Inu Joshua. And I'm at the King of at the King of Mars. Right on. All right. Uh, send us in the answers to the mission objective. What is your scariest game you've ever played or your scariest gaming moments? And we will see you guys next week. Hi. Bye. Bye. So kind. Too spooky from. Me.